you uh baseball music we're talking baseball here on the four string sports podcast i'm your host brady with my co-host mitch and skyler gentlemen we are finally here the world series we saw the philadelphia phillies beat the san diego padres in five games and the houston astros sweep the new york yankees um in uh in the alcs there so we are getting phillies versus astros bryce harper making the World Series. Remember, it was ironic the year after he left Washington, the Nationals go and won the World Series. So now we get yeah. to see Bryce Harper, and he got his money ball moment in the eighth inning there um, to clinch the Phillies. Kyle Schwarber, who won, uh, uh, helped break the – the um, uh, what was the, what was the curse called in Chicago? The, uh, the Billy Goats curse? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yeah, uh, with the uh, with the Cubs back in 2016, he's going to another World Series. Um, the Phillies making their first entrance uh, or first uh, appearance at the World Series since 2009. And then we've got the Astros, who I'm fairly confident have played in almost every World Series in the last like 10 years is what it seems like. Um, I don't know the number for sure, but it's been something ridiculous like that. Um, so we've also got to talk about the fact that with the Yankees being bounced, What's going to happen to Aaron Judge? Is he going to stay in the pinstripes? Is he going to head over to Boston to be a Red Sox? Is he going to go out to the Bay Area to go be a Giant? Um, or any other team that we think might uh, might swoop in and pay decent money for uh, Aaron Judge there. But <clears throat> let's start with our NLCS and ALCS reviews. Uh, gentlemen, Padres-Phillies was an extremely exciting series. Um, it started uh, uh, with... Game one going to the Phillies in a 2-0 shutout. Um, game two went to the Padres in an 8-5 to uh, kind of batting showdown there. Um, game three went to the Phillies. Uh, game four went to the Phillies in a 10-6 to showdown where the Padres were up 6-4 uh, to four in that game uh, in the top of the fifth before, uh, before it just completely fell apart. And then we had the clinching game here on Sunday – when the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Padres 4-2-3 behind a two-run home run uh, that Bryce Harper scored in the bottom of the eighth. Um, so with the NLCS, uh, guys, it, given that we saw, you know, the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers all look like much better baseball teams than the Phillies, how shocked are you that we're getting a Phil- this Philly Philadelphia team in the World Series? Oh, I'm super shocked. I mean, like when we started doing our – uh, playoff predictions. I thought that the Cardinals were going to easily bounce the Phillies just because of how tough it was for them to get in between them and the Brewers, and none of them really seemingly to want it. But for them to go on this uh, hot streak, they definitely feel like the team of destiny. Yeah, I mean, I when we're looking at like some of the stats for the the Phillies like I I think you're seeing some of the consistencies is, is there like that's that's really good but it wasn't like they were a world beater in any specific stat like they sure. weren't they weren't top five in in batting and pitching uh home runs ERA um <clears throat> RBIs like really anything were they top five they were top 10 in a couple of them but like they weren't the the, the one thing that they that they do have and I think that it it's showing how they're able to make this kind of run is they were 75, 75th in quality starts. And so it's like, when you do like their, their pitching was, is good enough for them to, to do well. We saw that they, in that first game, um, 
against uh, the Padres. You held them to zero runs. Uh, the only you, they only scored over um, five uh, twice, and in that second game where they got six, you were able to your bats were able to keep up with it. So it's it's that kind of thing. Like we've seen throughout the entire almost the entire playoff they've only allowed uh three games where the opposing their opposing team had more than five runs so their defense has really been stepping up and when their defense can step up their or their defense uh lets a little bit more out um their their offense is is willing to keep up uh so that that's part of it this defense has played great throughout the playoffs the pitching fielding all of it it's it is very very surprising to see but it's very very um like, yeah, I love it. I love seeing underdog stories. Right? I think specifically in like uh, baseball and in um, basketball where you have these like, like you need to win consecutive games. You need to win the series in order for you to move on. Underdogs are even less likely and seeing it in baseball is it's great. I love to see it. Yeah. It's crazy to me that for a team that finished six games above 500, that they go nine and two in this playoff run. Like that's, that's crazy. Right. And, and they took down an Atlanta team that was very good. Um, you know, they didn't have to play the Dodgers because the Padres took care of them. Um, they took down St. Louis, who was red hot there towards the end of the season. And then you took on San Diego, who, who you know, showed that they could take on the best team in baseball in the Dodgers and beat them. Right. So so let's move on over to San Diego, which is it felt like the fairy tale come true, right? The Padres without Fernando Tatis Jr. had finally done the thing that we all expected the Padres to do, which was A, get to the playoffs, right? And then B, pull off not only a playoff series win, but pull off an upset win against the best team in baseball. And then you get to play the Phillies of all teams, right? Like it was one of those things where it was too upstart underdog wildcard teams get to go head to head for the race to the world series. So, so if you're a Padres fan or if you're uh, the manager of the Padres, you're given that you guys made this miraculous playoff run. And despite losing in five to the Phillies, all of the games were competitive, right? You weren't really getting blown out besides that 10 to six uh, letdowns. Yeah. Right. Um, Exactly. Um, Besides that 10 to six letdown there, but you still had the lead six to four at one point in that game. Given given all of that, are should we have higher expectations for the Padres next year now that they're gonna have Fernando Tatis Jr. back? Uh maybe. I mean the question is when does he get back? Because I know there's a setback in his uh injury and he had to get another surgery. So now the timeline's getting pushed out even more. Um plus you gotta factor in him like uh, you know, getting back to what we it's going to take an adjustment period for him to get back once he's healthy. So they might not get him back for a while, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was very competitive. They were doing everything right between pitching and the bullpen and the offense. It just, the Phillies were just a little bit better. Um, that's where it really came down to. So yeah, there definitely should be expectations of them making another playoff run like they just did right now. Um, the whole Fernando Tatis thing is a big question. And I know like some of the stars that they do have, their contracts are coming up. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep that all together. But yeah, they should be expected to be another playoff team uh, come next year. Um, Yeah, like 
I honestly think that they they can expect to be um, a playoff team come next year. And I'm looking at their free agents of like what um, is going to like who is definitely going to definitely available to leave this team. I mean, what are their players? Will buy Will Myers, uh, who they're paying the most of any of their free uh, free agents, um, has the uh, has a club option. Um, so if they want to keep them, they they have that option too. Um, but the the really the top three are Josh Bell, Sean Manea, and Jerkinson Profar, and all of them are almost in their thirties. So like a lot of their players that are the the only player of their free agent class that isn't in their thirties is uh, Jerkinson Profar, and he's twenty almost thirty. So like a lot of this team like if if they do it right and they have the talent, and I don't want to, I wouldn't say they rush it, um, but you can continue to lean into that young core um, that you're starting to develop on this team. It's very young, talented core um, to, uh, to continue this run. And again, we've seen that part of, part of what the Padres have been able to do very successfully is that they have a, a bunch of veterans. They don't have to pay a ton of money for that are being able to do well. It's, it's sort of like that money balls kind of situation um, where like the top, the top earner, uh, like according to market value would be Josh Bell and it'd be 18 million a year. Like it, it, in terms of baseball contracts, 18 million a year is really nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll be interested, I, like Mitch said, I'll be interested to see how their free agency plays out and and who of these veterans are are they're going to let go, who they, who they think is um, not worth keeping at this point. Because um, you are going to have to make those decisions. But I, I honestly think that um, Fernand, Fernand, like getting Tatis Jr. back is is world-changing. And I, 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 would, I would bet uh to according to any preseason pundit uh the top uh the the Padres would be one of the favorites to come out of that out yeah I mean I think it also helps that that you know for the first time in maybe franchise history over these last couple of years you've had an owner who's shown a true willingness to to not be afraid to spend uh money or draft capital to to really build a successful roster um and and I, I think that for me like you know, San Diego kind of, kind of gets lumped in with like the two Los Angeles teams in, in being a California team. There's this, there's this thought process that they're very big money. Right. But San Diego and Oakland are two of actually the smaller, smaller franchises in baseball. And so to see a smaller franchise like San Diego, be able to take on a team like the Dodgers, who's thrown just a, a, a literally a fucking porta potties worth of, piss and money to whatever free agent wanted to show up in Los Angeles um, for, for San Diego to win that series is, was absolutely massive. Let's head out to the ALCS here where, you know, trash can or not, you guys, the uh, Houston Astros are going back to the world series here. And uh, speaking of trash cans, wow, did the Yankees look awful in that series? Like the games themselves were rather competitive, you know, six to five in the, in the closing game there. Um, I think the other games were were also, you know, just as close. Um, well, 5-0 Astros in game three, but three to two, four to two in the other two games. But just this was a dysfunctional Yankees team the entire run up to the postseason. Had a couple of good stretches, made it into the playoffs, 
you know, had some decent competition getting in there, but they ended up going to five games with the, uh, with a guardians team um, after getting that first round by, they had to postpone a game with the guardians. They complained about the roof being open. You know, we have the fake Aaron judge home run record that occurs. We have all of this stuff that happens. And, and ultimately the Yankees just come up short again. It's ironic. Um, despite the history that the Yankees and the, and the uh, Red Sox have, that with that series win, no team has knocked the Yankees out of the playoffs more often than the Houston Astros now. Um, so if you're the Yankees here, the big question is just Aaron Judge. Simple yes or no from from my co-host here, is Aaron Judge a Yankee next year? Or do we think that he goes, he dabbles into free agency and we see number 99 in a different jersey? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough decision for them. Uh, honestly, there's just so many factors like, First, you're going to have to pay the farm for them, uh, which is going to take away from the rest of your team. Um, and it's not like it's a uh, like similar to San Diego where you do have this young core and it's basically Aaron Judge and a bunch of older vets around him. Um, and you got to consider his uh, postseason numbers. Uh, since 2017, he has a batting average of 211, 13 home runs, uh, and he struck out 66 times. So, He's kind of the, in that Alex Rodriguez territory where he's great in the postseason or the regular season, like we just saw him breaking the AL home run, run record. But when it comes to the postseason, uh, he really didn't have his uh, money ball moment like Bryce Harper uh, has uh, throughout this uh, postseason. So that's something to consider. And with, with the Aaron Judge side of it, it's like, yeah, the Yankees could probably give you whatever you want, but as we've seen, they're not the Yankees of old where they're winning championships. They're, uh, you know, falling short in the playoffs. So do you go to the Dodgers who won recently or the Giants who have made a great playoffs run? Um, I, I guess for a hit for Aaron Judge, if it's all about winning, you leave. Because obviously you're not going to be able to do that uh, in New York. So I think uh, he's on a different team next year just because of, uh, you know, the price tag is up and they haven't been willing to pay him and uh, – if it's about winning for him, he's got to go somewhere else to do it. I'm, yeah, like if I'm if I'm gonna bet, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the field here. I mean, there's 29 other teams. There's plenty of teams that are um, trying to like look at the payroll that's already expected for some teams in 2023. Um, I mean, the Yankees are seventh with $150 million that they'll be paying. Um, and that doesn't even include, like, that doesn't even include whether or not Aaron, George, Aaron Judge <laughs> stays, because if he does, he's, like, it's he could be seeing upwards to $40 million a year um, in terms of a contract because of just how good of a player he is. Um, and so I look at some of these teams that are – lower and like the Red Sox aren't even paying aren't even bed, or supposed to pay 100 million dollars next year like would he go there maybe like there's there are teams that are big market teams that could definitely bring him in I mean you have um actually never mind a lot of them are smaller um, but like well, hell, Texas... you've got a you've got a big market team just literally you share a city with that you know is not afraid to go and spend big. True, to bring in already, a guy. 
they're already expected to pay like upwards of 200 million dollars to the players that they have yeah daryl owner don't give a fuck about i know i know i know he doesn't i know he doesn't but like here's the thing like <laughs> are the like is is the chicago cup like are the cubs willing to pay that kind of money like there's there's other teams down here where it's like the cubs nationals um like those teams where you're kind of not you're not really like small market but you're not really big market either are you willing to to put some of that money forward. I don't know. Like you can look at the giants or, or the Rangers or uh, the angels. Are they going to sell even more of the farms to not make the playoffs? Like it's, it's like what teams are there. I would say there's probably going to be at least half of the league. That's really to even take in consideration and look into it. And then include like, including the Yankees, like on top of that, but who has the money in order to pay them? And then who has, um, and then who has the the ability to win games that he wants? What if he goes and joins the Padres for God's sakes? Um, like I I don't think he will, but like that that's part of it. Is like what like like Mitch said, there needs to be a good middle there. And who fits that middle? I don't know, but I, I'm gonna put money on it that you know there are uh two teams like there are teams that have won that have won more playoff games have appeared in the playoffs more and have won uh, the pennant more than the Yankees have um, in the last, in the last 10 years. Cause when was the last time the Yankees won the world series? 20, 2008, 2008 or 2009, something like that. Yeah. yeah so like in the last, in the last almost, wow, shit, 14 years, like I know the Red Sox have won it twice and appeared there. Um. <laughs> more more often than the Yankees have like those are those different kinds of things the Dodgers Mets stuff like that like these teams that have appeared in the pen appeared in the uh, World Series and have won it um and have done better than the Yankees have since the last time they won like I I honestly think if they, if if Aaron Judge like if the Yankees were going to win one with Judge but Judge they would have won one by now but they, they would have done it already yeah. yeah and they haven't and they got their ass handed to them by the Astros so well, here's the thing. You got to remember that at the start of the season, Aaron Judge turned down a seven-year, $213.5 million contract. He turned that down, right? So we've got to be thinking that this contract is going to be whatever contract he ends up signing for, minimum of seven years, probably even a 10-year contract like what Bryce Harper signed when he went to the Phillies, right? And you've got to be thinking – if not north of 300, ra- relatively close to it, right? Whether I get, whether I agree with that value, because I don't, it's it's got it's going to end up being somewhere around there, right? I I personally think the Yankees are going to pay whatever is needed to bring Aaron Judge back. I don't think they give a shit about building the rest of the roster around Aaron Judge. It's just going to kind of depend on whether or not Aaron Judge gives a shit about that, right? Like, does he actually want to win a championship, or is he just a guy who wants to get paid a ton of money? And then when he gets into his golden years, then he can go and join. I'm so sorry. I get the burps. Then he can go and join a, uh, a championship, you know, contending baseball team. But if I'm going to put two teams out there that I think are, are realistically have a shot outside of your Dodgers and your giants, because who the fuck cares about California baseball? Um, I'm going to say a, the Boston Red Sox, because frankly, it's a better manager to play for. It's a, organization that has shown that they want to win 
Um, and also Fenway Park is one of the easiest parks to actually hit a home run in, which Aaron Judge knows very well playing in, in New York. Um, and then, you know, Steve fucked the luxury tax Cohen and the New York Mets <laughs> right across the street. And, and, and I, I just couldn't think of anything, any, any larger of a middle finger to throw the Yankees franchise than if Aaron Judge, maybe the best Yankees player uh, to that's that the Yankees have actually like developed since what Derek Jeter because Alex Rodriguez probably. was originally a Yankee, right? Yeah, um, if he ends up signing with the Red Sox or the Mets, I, I think that that would be so perfect. Um, and then we'll see if he signs with the Mets, we'll see how Aaron Judge's home run records hold up in the NL. Um, but let's hop in to our World Series predictions here. We have Astros at Phillies. The cheapest ticket I saw for a World Series seat in Philadelphia was $1,300. That's fucking crazy. But the World Series is going to kick off on Friday in Houston when the 87 win Philadelphia Phillies are going to travel to take on an Astros team that has yet to lose a playoff game this postseason. Skyler, let's kick it off with you. Phillies, Astros, who's winning the World Series and in, in how many games? I hate you. Why did you have to start with me? Um, you look I'm so gonna, prepared. I'm, I hate to be the downer, but I will. I'm going to go Astros in four. Oh, a clean sweep. I'm going to go Astros in four. Because honestly, the Astros defense is still one of the best defenses in, M- in the ML or MLB. Um, they continue to uh, play well. They dominated what was supposed to be one of the best teams offensively in, in baseball in the Yankees. Um, have not, like you said, haven't lost a game so far um, playing good teams. Uh, and they're... I mean, their bats are, are some of the best bats in, in baseball. Like, it's just – it's an all-around team that has been built to win championships, and they succeed at it better than anybody else does. Trash cans are no trash cans. They do. It is just – it is – there's talent, and there is uh, knowledge of baseball on this team at a level that I I don't think I've ever seen. I, I don't think we've seen a baseball team be this consistently dominant and consistently – in World Series consideration since those early 2000 Yankees with Jeter and, and A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, every good baseball team has its has its uh um controversies. It, it's just part of the, it's part of the game because baseball so like baseball is like as an entity, like doesn't know how to regulate itself at all. Um I I I really, really hope I'm wrong and I really hope the Phillies turn this uh turn it around and and you know make it a competitive series but i i don't see i don't see that i i don't see the astros not winning it um and i don't see them i i don't know if they're even gonna lose a game at this point uh so i'll go astros in four because i'm gonna be the downer today astros in four mitch who are you taking guess i'll be the hype man i'll go with uh phillies in seven um Look, I know the Astros are a really good team. Obviously, they make it to the uh, ALCS pretty much every year. Um, you know, you know they got some really good young studs in uh, Jordan Alvarez, Jeremy Pena, 
uh, having Verlander back for this year and having them basically probably win the AL Cy Young Award. They got a lot going for them. But, I mean, the Phillies are a really hot team. I mean, they've uh, start have been playing more games at the Astros because the Astros got the bye and they've been hot, especially Bryce Harper and uh, the other guys in that one to five slot. The pitching has been outstanding. Um, and, like I said, they just got that team of destiny feel to them. And, uh, you know, the Astros aren't invincible. I mean, we saw it last year. The, the Braves went on a similar stretch where they looked like a really shitty team. Come playoff time, they got really hot. And they're able to beat the Astros in six. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies are able to are able to do that. And I think they're gonna do it in seven. Um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna in my own ways agree agree and disagree with both of you. Um I'm taking the Astros in six. Um my thing is is that you listen, Philadelphia has played great. I don't think I'm gonna come out with a shocking statement and saying that this is the best baseball team Philadelphia's had to play this postseason. Um, in the Astros, but I go back to the actual end of the regular season. These two teams closed their regular season playing each other. Um, and it was a two out of three taken by the Astros. I just, if Philadelphia is going to win this series, they're going to have to jump out to a very early series lead. They're going to have to go up two games to O or three games to one, get the series back into Philadelphia with a chance to clinch it. And they're going to have, a very good opportunity to do so. I just, their bats have been hot, but I, I think the Astros pitching is, is the best Philadelphia has had to uh, experience so far this postseason. Um, unlike Philadelphia uh, or unlike Houston, Philadelphia has lost postseason games. Now granted, they only lost two, um, but Philadelphia has also only played two more games than the Astros have. So the Astros had that by, but it, it's the games they played are nine to seven comparatively. Um, the Astros have played, I, I think, a lot tougher competition through this postseason and the Mariners and the Yankees and what the Phillies have had to had to fully go through and fully run the gauntlet of um, because the Padres kind of did a lot of the dirty work for them. Right. Um, especially taking out the uh, the um, uh, the Dodgers there. Um, uh, I, yeah, I just I, I think that Philly or uh, Houston's pitching is better. And given that Philadelphia swings on so many first pitches. I think that they're going to get the the Phillies into a troubling situation early on. I, I just think that the longer this series goes on, the better it works out for Houston because all of the um, heading into the series, all of the issues we had with Philadelphia, right? They don't have a ton of depth pitching. They don't have, they've got a lot of big swing power hitters, but they have at times shown an ability to not be able to get on base, let alone get runs in. And I think that the longer this series goes on, and the further that Philadelphia has to go into those uh, those kind of bench areas, um, the, the better it plays out for the Astros. So I'm going to say the Astros in six, but Philadelphia is going to make it a very competitive series. Um, so that's our MLB episode. We will uh, we'll recap the World Series once it's all done. Um, tell us who you're rooting for, Phillies, Astros. Email us at fourthstringsp at gmail.com, F-O-U-R-T-H string, S-P at gmail.com. Um, and have a fantastic night, everybody.